This podcast was produced for Quad by wordofmouthcreative.com. Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the Quadcast. This is your episode for March 2011. My name is Chris Wakeman and I'll take you through a few of the key things happening in and around Quad this month. We start off with a bit of a preview with a few interviews about Format International Photography Festival, which is running at Quad from the 4th of March until the 3rd of April throughout Derby. And then there's the actual exhibition that stays in Quad until the 8th of May. We'll start off with an interview with Graham Vaughan, who's our current artist in residence and has turned our artist studio into the Derby Detective Agency. I got the chance to have a quick chat with him about the project and how it relates to the festival. Quad is a thriving centre for art and film, where there's always lots to see and do. So as part of Format Festival, we have an artist in residence who is Graham Vaughan, who is making the Derby Detective Agency, and it's described as investigative street journalism. Graham, firstly, thanks for joining me, and secondly, like, why are you just... Investigative street journalism, question mark. (laughs) What on earth is that? I think it's about the idea that as as a photographer, I like to explore places, explore places that I don't know, and finding new ways of kicking off and starting that process of exploring somewhere, really. And it just struck me that there's a big link between kind of what I'm doing, trying to find things that I don't really know anything about, with uh, that whole history of Philip Marlowe, Raymond Chandler-esque private investigators kind of stalking the streets and trying to find evidence to things that they're equally trying to uncover. So it felt like it was a really good kind of connection really between the two and that connection has come together here in Derby. Um, for it was just a quick description for people, uh, we're stood in the uh, artist studio in Quad on the first floor, and um, Graham has transformed it into a noirish detective agency style setting. There's an amazing wooden table and leather, green leather chairs. There's old school radios, um, lamps. The blinds are even up on the side, which are going to give us that brilliant black and white slide effect. Um, all that's really missing is the smoky atmosphere and the, and, the, <laughs> and the bowler hat, I suppose, really. We were talking before and you said about how you'd come here and not knowing much about Derby. And do you think that helps in a project like this? For me, it kind of, it really does, I think. It's just so much easier to be making work, for me, somewhere that I don't know anything about. It's hard to, uh, you know, kind of get yourself taken off your kind of usual routes and ways around a place. All that stuff that you do, it's a cliche, but it's true, with your eyes closed or fixed on something else. In somewhere that's completely new, even though lots of it may feel familiar, if it's new, uh, you tend to have your eyes open much more. I tend to have my eyes open mm. much more. And I suppose there's, a, in a sense, there's less of you translated onto the project in a, in a way, you know, like it's, it's the story of Derby as an outsider might see it. And, you know. Absolutely. I, th- I mean, obviously, there's going to be an element of it's me walking around, it's me taking the pictures. That's always going to be there. And I think a set of pictures that I would create aren't necessarily the set of pictures that anyone else would create doing the doing this work but it's definitely trying to see what is it that for me stands out about Derby what is it that catches my attention when I'm here it's kind of Derby telling its own Mm -hmm. story really it's up to me to try and gather that evidence to allow it to tell its story 
the project as a whole then is the combination of so the newspaper articles and then your own photography as well how, how yeah. are those things come together what exactly will the whole piece involve and include well it's kind of a way of I suppose installing my process on a wall and in a room really and making it really visible looking around it's quite weird how you that's this this process in my head has become physical objects sitting in a room but the idea that my day has uh, whilst I've been making the work up to this point uh, I mean days involved kind of getting off the train buying a copy of the newspaper getting a coffee sitting reading through the newspaper and deciding which of these stories and events is going to be the subject or the kicking off point for that day's investigation but it's not just local newspapers from Derby, Derbyshire, England. There are a number of places called Derby around the world and Derby has a number of areas and districts like California and Melbourne which are of course in other places in the world as well. So those newspapers and news stories have been kind of the subject of some of the investigations as well. A kind of a link to how much is any one place ever really different from anywhere else yeah and this you know this sense that what are we actually doing we're kind of gathering all this evidence but really what what is it saying what what are we what are we doing where is it answering and in in that i mean i suppose in a kind of if you compare it to the the noir narrative that you're perhaps alluding to does that mean you know you're open for it to lead down dead ends at points as well and have these little caveats that are suddenly like oh this went nowhere but it's interesting absolutely i think that's that's one of the uh that's one of the magic bits of photography really is that uh it allows you to do that and it allows the kind of the serendipitous to happen i think i'm going to steal from somewhere who's saying that putting myself in a situation that creates the conditions for serendipity to happen that's very much what what the process is about yeah sometimes our best discoveries were ones that we never intended to just by action yeah absolutely yeah. so how does the derby detective agency fit into the rest of the format festival how does you know how's it place how do you place it i think its most obvious connection is that it all takes place in the public realm all of the pictures are taken in the public realm the stories that are the source material to kick those pictures off. That's all public information in the public realm. It's all everything that's around us all the time. You know, it's not coming out of my head. It's coming out of other places. And I'm the kind of the bit in the middle that's linking the two things together, I suppose. And I think in that way, it's it's definitely part of the whole idea of street photography and, and photography in the public realm. And so obviously you've had, you know, all the items that are around here, they've been uh, donated and in the sense as well, the newspapers themselves, their stories that other people have created, but you kind of bring all that together to create a piece which definitely has an, an identity of its own. Does it match with your own previous work as well? Do you see it very much as a, do you look at it and go, yeah, that's a great ball project <laughs> yeah. right there? It really feels like it it does but it's very new to me to be creating something of this scale this kind of installation that sits around it and that's been great it's been really exciting to do that overall my work is about what we do in the public realm how we feel in the public realm at what point uh, we get to know a place I was kind of struck certainly a while ago about the amount of people that would say to friends or colleagues, you know, I don't know, I'm going to Barcelona this weekend. Somebody would say, oh, I know Barcelona. Actually, what does that really mean? When do we really know somewhere? And how can we know somewhere? Those are all those kind of questions that don't 
you know, all the time run around my head, but those are the questions that kind of run through the work that I make. Yeah. And this is a great and, for me, exciting way of kind of exploring that. And so in that sense, I suppose, whilst it's all, um, uh, you know, a fresh palette for you to work on in terms of Derby and Derbyshire, and, you know, you just bring something new to it, do you, is there hope as well that the, you know, the local public can see their own city in a completely different way? Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I think it would be good to think that there would be a, a sense that, oh, I'd never really thought that, or I'd never really seen that like that before. Or even, well, that's not Derby. That's not my Derby. That's not what it means to me. But in doing that, there's a process of engagement with the place that people live in. Yeah. And I think that's got to be, in some ways, the ultimate purpose of any of the work that I'm making, is that if people can see... Uh, their environment and engage with their environment in a fresh way or a new way or reinforce how they already do then it's got some kind of purpose to it. So I mean we're in the artist studio which is you know a little bit tucked away as far as the spaces in Quad go. How do people interact with this exhibition? How do they come and check it out or is there, how can they get involved? Uh, well they can kind of easily get, the, the easiest way of getting involved is coming and having a look. We're on the uh, the artist studio is on the first floor in Quad and uh, it's you know, it's at the end of a corridor, so... <laughs> I suppose if you're walking around Quad outside and you see the, the room with the blinds, the just room with track the blinds, where that is inside. Absolutely, yeah. Come along and look at the work and see whether that makes you know sense to you in terms of, is this Derby? Does this make sense? But I'll be in and out through the course of the, the festival and there's be nothing to stop anybody sticking a note on the notice board or a note on the desk or whatever or suggesting... Uh, topic for investigation that I could continue to make that work. So if with. people, yeah. So if people have got ways to do their own detecting as well. That's, yeah, that's, that's absolutely. If people brought along stacks of their own evidence, then uh, that could go into the big evidence store that we're creating, really. Cool. And then it, the hope is as well, I suppose, that at the end of it there is that kind of Marlowe-style twist in the uh, in the <laughs> yeah. tale. That would be quite good. I'm not really well. You can't be sure what that is, so mm. I wouldn't know what that was. But it turns so. out she was never dead. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It was never Derby. No. I was never here. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you very much, Graham. Thank you. Quad is groundbreaking, inspiring, fulfilling, and fun. Thanks for that, Graham. Make sure you pop along to our artist studio and check out the Derby Detective Agency throughout Format Festival. It really is something to be seen. Next up is an interview with Chris Steele Perkins, the internationally renowned photographer. As part of Format Festival, Quad ran some Magnum workshops, which are five-day intensive, practice-orientated workshops that focus on street photography and were led by Chris himself, Bruce Gilden and Richard Calvar, each experienced photographers with their own candid photographic styles. I got the chance to sit down with Chris to have a bit of a discussion about the workshops and his own work. www.darbyquad.co.uk for more details. Thanks for joining me, Chris. Um, I wonder if you could just quickly um, go over what it is that people have been doing in this week and how it builds up towards the Format Festival launch. You know, this is a good number of people. I've got 11 in this, this group and it's about, in my view, the maximum you can really work with effectively. And we've got a you know a four day period really to work in, which is again a, a reasonable time frame. Structurally, it's kind of simple. In the morning, we come in and look at work and criticise it and discuss it and, and project and ideas. And then in the afternoon, evening, people are meant to be out shooting and working and a bit of editing. And then they come in the next day and the cycle repeats. 
if the workshop's going well, we notice a build-up, you know, in terms of quality and the focus that uh, starts to take place. So far, we're only halfway through, but so far, I feel we've got that, you know, here. I mean, if they all started from, they all have a background in it already. It's- no, the platform is actually quite broad from where you know where they're actually starting from. I mean. I've got a couple coming in next because we're actually going to have a little session on Photoshop because they, they've they got it but they don't really know how to yeah. use it yeah. which I wasn't expecting but you know, that's the way it is Yeah. and others are obviously more, you know, much more advanced but you know it's okay you, you, once you've kind of tuned into where the person is you, you work with that yeah so then the the work that um, the students produce as well um, is exhibited uh, during that launch weekend as well as part of the festival. Uh, is that um, an exciting process to see it you know, be created as it goes on? Pleasure for me in doing it is actually seeing process, you know, an improvement and kind of getting the students to realise that they've actually done something, which, you know, it's kind of confusing when you're thrown in and you, you, you're kind of forced out to go and take pictures and you're not sure of yourself and so on. And if you can help people unpick what they've what they've done and where they're doing things right and where they're doing it wrong, you know, it can move along quite fast. As a, uh, an experienced photographer yourself, is it an interesting experience to sort of aid in, in passing on your knowledge and your experience and, and maybe setting, you know, setting the grassroots of what could be the next world leaders in the field? Well, I don't know if I'm doing that, <laughs> but uh, the process of actually having to articulate to people what it is about photography that you think is important because that's really what you're trying to tell them and indeed give them a frame of reference to focus their own ambitions is just on a purely selfish level quite a useful thing to do every now and again you know i'm not a full-time teacher so this is a very much an occasional thing but it's it's good to make yourself force yourself to actually have to you know i can talk with very experienced photographers say that's a great photograph and they know what i mean i can say this to a student and they perfectly good reason to ask me why you know and then i have to think a little bit harder and figure out how to articulate it for them or something (laughs) exactly how um you know think about format on on a larger scale then how significant do you think it is for a a, you know a a region like derbyshire as well to to have such a a flagship festival going on well i would have thought it's pretty important because it's like it's not a little thing by any means you know it's pulling in a lot of people from all over the place not just over the uk and increasingly i mean it it's one of the themes here you know you walk around the city and you do get a sense that things are running down you know and it's a theme that a number of the students are working on here so i would imagine you know if you can pull people in and get income circulating here that's got to be a good thing and then on the other level this year's festival is focused on the idea of street photography do you think that allows for that little extra bit of expressionism and creativity uh, especially from uh, first-time photographers and through like things like the mob format um, system as well that's related to it well street photography at one level is a kind of term that everybody interprets in their own way but it's kind of got a little buzz about it that people really kind of it's more open than say portraiture so i guess it probably appeals and looking at the program here you know the range of 
people who are exhibiting in that mode are, are pretty broad. So I would imagine it has a pretty wide-ranging appeal to a wide variety of photographers and the public who are just sort of interested. Finally, what's the main draw for you? Is there any names that leap out at you from that uh, programme of events over the festival week? Well, I'm told Chris Steele Perkins is pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard a rumour of that as well. (laughs) Thank you very much. Quad is provocative and popular. And with that, it leads me to recommend that you get yourselves into Derby City Centre and check out Format International Photography Festival, the UK's leading festival in the field and one full of amazing work. Definitely come down and check it out. For now, though, let's talk about other films that are coming up. Quad is groundbreaking, inspiring, fulfilling and fun. One of my favourites of the month has to be Australian crime drama Animal Kingdom, which stars Guy Pearce and Jackie Weaver, the Oscar-nominated Jackie Weaver, in an atmospheric and intense exploration of family and fear, which is perforated with an absolutely relentless score. One not to miss. Ken Loach's first film since Looking for Eric is the thriller Root Iris, which is showing at Quad from the 18th to the 31st of March, and follows a Liverpoolian private security contractor who comes home to uncover the truth behind his friend's death in Iraq. The film also features an unexpected turn from panel show regular John Bishop, so you should come along just to see if he's any good with the acting. From the 18th to the 24th of March, we'll be showing Howl, which follows the life of beat poet Allen Ginsberg and sees James Franco embodying the iconic performer's shoes as he faces an obscenity trial in 1950s America. This film cements Franco as a talent to watch and is littered with fantastic turns from Mad Men's John Hamm, Mary Louise Parker and Jeff Daniels. My absolute favourite to watch in March, though, has to be Submarine, which is a directorial debut of Richard Iowardy, who everyone will know from the IT crowd, Mighty Boosh and Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. The film is set in Wales, where a 15-year-old boy aims to lose his virginity and stop his mother leaving his father for a dance instructor. This quirky comedy is soundtracked by the Arctic Monkeys and features Paddy Considine just for that East Midlands connection. And finally, March sees the return of some of our favourite movies so far from 2011. With the amazing French film Of Gods and Men, an intense drama which must be seen to be believed, and the rightfully Oscar-awarded film The King's Speech, which won for Best Film, Best Director and Best Actor for Colin Firth. That film's back for a full week from Friday the 25th, but book your tickets in advance because it will definitely be popular. Our kids and digi squads offer plenty for everybody to do in March. 7 to 11-year-olds can take part in our filmmaking course, which runs on consecutive Saturdays from the 12th, where participants can learn everything from storyboarding and writing to filming and performing. The course costs £22.50 per child, and that will cover you for three sessions. There's also a digital photography course, which is running for 12 to 16-year-olds, and runs from Saturday the 19th of March, allowing participants to get creative with photography and try to experimental camera techniques and digital software to manipulate their images. The course costs £30 per child and runs for two weeks. Check the brochure or contact our box office for more details. This month, our brochure features MediaTek recommendations from Nigel Paulson, who found a variety of films and TV shows, including a short film about London during the Blitz, vintage footage of Brian Clough in his pomp, and even a classic episode of Blue Peter starring Val Singleton. To check out his recommendations and find out the wealth of other material that's available on the MediaTek, you can come to the box office and sign up for free and take full advantage of this fantastic feature. 
Plus, remember to check our brochure for the other events in March that include Quad's Film Quiz, our fortnightly Cinefriends group, and for music lovers, not only is there This Song Will Change Your Life, but also a brand new feature in March called The Long Player, where Snug's Robin Newman will play at a classic album from start to finish each month. The Long Player premieres on the 22nd of March with the seminal soul classic What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. And there you have it for another month. Remember to check out our website, www.darbyquad.co.uk. You can email me at chriswdarbyquad.co.uk for more information or any feedback on what we do in the quadcast. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and just generally keep in touch because we'd love to hear from you. Thank you for producer Mark. I'll see you soon. This quadcast was produced for Quad by wordofmouthcreative.com. 